Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. This week on the podcast, we're going to highlight a talk given by one of our PGY3 residents, Trudy Cloyd. And she gave this talk on visualization at the All New York City EM Conference back in October of 2016. This talk was so well received that Trudy was named the winner of the resident speaking competition at this conference. So without further introduction, here's that talk on visualization. The mind is a powerful thing. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're actually going to be correct. Think about that for a moment. There is real power in your ability to mentally see your success. Today I want to share with you some lessons from competitive sport where athletes routinely use visualization techniques as part of their training to achieve their success. And this is how we can and should apply it to emergency medicine. I first encountered visualization as an athlete myself, as early as high school and in college even. I had dedicated time after practice to sit on the field and think about a certain move or a shot. And I was left back, and I would lie there on the field with my eyes closed, imagining stealing the ball from the opposing forward and moving it back upfield. I focused on a particular move that's called a Y dodge, where you actually pass the ball off to the right and run around the player to the left. And I could hear the crowd and I could smell that fall air, the crisp wind, and feel that excitement of game day. And I practiced that move over and over and over again until it was burned into my mind with such utter confidence and calm that I could perform it regularly on game days. Visualization is a world of untapped potential for emergency medicine. And that's really what I want to convince you of on this short journey, on how it can strengthen your practice and help you achieve greatness in EM. So first off, what is visualization? Well, there's mental rehearsal, mental practice, imagery, all essentially just different names for the same practice. It's mentally simulating a task in such exquisite detail that you're actually able to learn or perfect a skill. Sports psychology has been using this technique for years to build competency, increase confidence, and help prepare for competitions. It was thought that through visualization, the neural pathways responsible for patterning and motor memory could be fine-tuned without even actual movement. It's the same concept that allows you to tie your shoes or hit that line drive without any conscious attention to the effort. It's not paying attention to the movement of your hands or the exact placement of your feet. And while, yes, I'm not exactly saying that you can train to do the high jump by walking through it a couple times in your head, you can show that athletes that had structured, dedicated mental imagery practice improved quantitatively in their sport compared to their colleagues who didn't have regular instruction or time for visualization. The evidence supporting visualization began to emerge in the late 1990s from the cognitive neuroscience community. In one early study by Roth and colleagues in 1996, they had healthy volunteers perform a series of finger-to-thumb oppositional movements first during execution and then visualizing the task. And they evaluated the activation patterns with a functional MRI. And what they found was actually that the activation of the contralateral primary motor cortex amounted to 30% of the level observed during actual execution. And this and later studies of motor, motor imagery really consistently demonstrated this activation of cortical structures that are normally involved in motor execution 
such as the premotor cortex, the lateral cerebellum, and the basal ganglia. And it isn't just activation patterns, it's also plasticity. In another study, subjects performed five-finger piano practice for five days. One group performed the skill, the other visualized it. And the two groups demonstrated an enlarged area of cortical motor activation after five days when compared to the control group. And the brain changes are nearly equivalent whether the subject had actually engaged in the execution or visualized the task. So how do we apply this to EM? Well, I think there are applications for all of us at all levels of our training. For one, learning new skills. It provides confidence to the rising junior resident who wants to review intro placement for their next cardiac arrest. Remembering all the different pieces in the kit, the setup, and feeling that adrenaline rush and the energy in the room. You might even imagine the steps, thinking through the challenges you encounter, placing the line while the body's moving, chest compressions in progress. Secondly, there's maintaining competency and skills we only rarely perform, like the crash crike, the thoracotomy, that we're often expected to perform at a minute's notice, without the time to stop and reference Roberts and Hedges. So what can I teach you about visualization so that you can go perform it today, tonight, tomorrow, before your next shift, someday when you're lying in bed, relaxing at home? The first thing I want you to do is find a space of quiet, mentally and physically. Close your eyes and relax. And think through a specific skill or scenario step by step in the correct order and the correct speed. So let's imagine a crash crike. Okay, so patients in the recess room, all efforts at oxygenation and ventilation have failed. Decision is made to proceed with that crike. And you're looking out and you see your recess room and the patient in front of you in florid respiratory distress. So you're throwing down some betadine, you've got your scalpel in your hand and you're feeling the neck, using that laryngeal handshake, desperately discerning for that cricoid membrane. You make your vertical cut, your direct visualization of the structures is now obscured by blood, and you're probing again with your finger along the ridges to find your next cut. You want to pay special attention to the timing because it really should approximate real-time performance. And you're going to acknowledge those moments of high stress and activation. Like you know at this point the room is filled and all eyes are going to be upon you. You're going to imagine those palpitations. You're going to feel the breath in your chest. And you're going to visualize it as if you're seeing it through your own eyes. Because studies have shown this is more effective than imagery as a third party. So you're plunging your scalpel in again, this time through the membrane. You extend your excision laterally a few millimeters, remove your scalpel. There's probably even some spray at this point. Maybe some of the blood spatter hits your shield. And you call out for a bougie loaded with a 6-0 tube. The most effective visualization techniques are those that are really vivid experiences. You want to recruit as much sensory information as possible. It's more than just the visual sense, it's the auditory, it's the kinesthetic awareness. For the athlete, it might be the cheering crowd, but for res residents, it's probably the attending who's repeating again, tell me what you see, tell me what you see. And you're going to acknowledge your weaknesses. Know the areas where you feel most nervous. If you face them then, they don't morph into something bigger. If anything, as you acknowledge them, they lose some of their power. And I'm not saying that visualization should replace the current tools that we have, such as simulation or mannequins. 
But visualization can be a pretty interesting adjunct for what about those times when you're at home and you just want to review or practice a certain procedure or skill. And as someone who's explored these techniques first as an athlete and now as an EM resident, I can attest that without a doubt they work. Nothing is going to take away the height of that moment, the traumatic arrest, the polytrauma, the crashing asthmatic. But you gain an added calm and serenity underneath it all that tells you, yeah, you got this. With visualization, you want to try to practice it as consistently as possible to elicit the best results. The better you control that image, the better your performance and your skill. It's not quantity, but quality. And it really doesn't need to be more than five or 10 minutes max. But as always, it's all in your mind and it will improve your skills only if you really believe it will work. In sport, visualization and mental imagery separates the professional players from the amateurs. In EM, I think it just might do the same. Thank you. Well, that's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google+, and on Twitter where our handle is at core underscore EM. And if you've got the time, go over to iTunes and give us a rating. Tell us that you like us if you do, and if you don't, tell us what you'd like us to do better. Thanks, and see you all next week.